Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. What's up, everybody? Dr. Barry here, host of the Lunch and Learn, bringing you episode 68, where we're going to be talking about colon cancer. Most importantly, we're going to be talking about very recent, I mean by recent, depending on when you listen to this, in the past two to three weeks, new guidelines have came out to really, you know, kind of hit home when people should be getting checked for colon cancer. And depending on how long you've been rocking with me here on the Lunch and Learn, you know, you can go ahead and check back episode 23 as well as 25. And I will have the links in the show notes where I talk about colon cancer and colon cancer in the African-American community because it is a disease that listed to this is 90% preventable, right? Are preventable, right? 90% of these cases are preventable. But the problem is we're not getting checked. We're not getting screened. We're not getting treated for it. And thus, you know, a lot of problems are happening on the back end. So new guidelines, we're talking about them today. Like always, head over to drprsblog.com forward slash LLP068 or just head over to lunchlearnpod.com. Listen to the most recent episode and let's get their day started. Remember, we're going to empower ourselves for better health. And today we're talking about colon cancer. All right, everybody. So again, this week we're talking about colon cancer, episode 68. And, you know, I, I don't like to do these Lunch and Learns episodes on cancer, but I think it's important because just like we talk about blood pressure, just like we talk about diabetes, just like we talk about high cholesterol, we got to talk about cancer, right? Cancer is one of these subjects that not a lot of people would like to talk about, but I think it's, uh, first and foremost, uh, the reason why is because, you know, a lot of times it, it doesn't end out, you know, as a good result, right? And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, honestly, we're just not talking about it enough, whether you're your primary care doctor or whoever you see for your health needs, you know, they're really not stressing the importance of trying to prevent cancer, right? Like, again, for some people, genetically, you're going to get cancer regardless of what you do. But there are others, right? And especially we're going to be talking about one of these cancers that is 90% preventable, right? Like I talked about this in the intro, right? 90% of colon cancer cases in the country are actually preventable, but we're not doing it. We're doing a terrible job at getting to the point where it does not become colon cancer, right? So I want to first and foremost start out with the numbers, right? Because I think the numbers always gives us a better picture, not only for you, the Lunch and Learn listener, but me as a physician, right? Because when I'm able to confidently say, hey, this is the concrete reasons why I want you to take your medication. This is the concrete reason why I want you to do this test right. You're able to understand it. And if you understand it, you're more likely to do what I want you to do, right? So these are just some facts about colon cancer that I want to make sure we get addressed right in the beginning. Colon cancer is the second leading cause of death among men and women, right? Second leading cause of death, right? Like, and this is uh, something that, again, when I talk about the, the sheer number, right? When I say 90% preventable, right? And it's the second leading cause of death, which can kind of tell you how bad of a job we're doing in regards to colon cancer. Colon cancer is going to result in about 50,000 new deaths, right? Like, that's the estimated average, right? Like, we had over 50,000 last year, right? And that number is only going to keep on increasing, unfortunately. One in 20 people, right? One in 20 people, if you know 20, if you, 
just name, if you can name 20 of your friends, right? You scroll down your phone, you know, you go down your contact list, you know, you go down your Facebook friend list. One in 20 people will be diagnosed with colon cancer, right? And one in three, one in three people are not up to date on colon cancer screening, right? And we're going to be talking about these new rules slash guidelines that just came out, you know, hot off the presses in the past three weeks, that really is trying to decrease some of the numbers that I talked about, right? Again, I talked about over 50,000 people are going to die from colon cancer, right? I talked about one in three are going to be, uh, are not up to date on their colon cancer screening, right? And one in 20 are going to be diagnosed with colon cancer one way or the other, right? 23 million people, right? Just to give you again good numbers, right? 23, 23 million people have not been screened for colon cancer. They should, but 23 million People have not been screened for colon cancer, right? And this is a, this is a problem, right? Because 25% of those people who are diagnosed with colon cancer have a family history. And when we talk about blood pressure, diabetes, anytime we talk about a disorder, family history, the genetics behind the disorder is such a huge factor that, you know, just understanding that you have a family member, right? Especially if you're listening to this right now, and you got a family member who you know has colon cancer, you know, find out what age they got the colon cancer. And, you know, you can already kind of backtrack, especially if it's like a grandpa, it's an uncle, it's a mom, dad. Like, especially if it's one of those ones who are really close in the bloodline. You know, that's when you really got to start thinking like, hey, you know what? Do I need to be getting screened for colon cancer? And, of course, you know, my bias, like I always talk about when I talk about these disorders, right? In African-American community, right? You know, these are some factors and figures that I want uh, you know, to kind of hit home to understand why it's so important uh, to, you know, check for colon cancer and why it's so important, especially with these new guidelines, to really kind of be hip on the game. So as an African-American, right, you are more likely to be diagnosed with colon cancer, right, than any other group. African-American, right, you are more likely to die from colon cancer than any other group. As an African-American, you are least likely to be screened, right? Like, think, think about it. So I want you all to think about those first two things I said. I said you're more likely to be diagnosed, you're more likely to die from it, and still we're the least likely group to be screened, right? That's a problem, right? Again, that's a public health issue in and of itself, right? And again, 50,000, remember that. Remember, we try to remember these round numbers, right? 50,000 people will die, not maybe will die. 50,000 people will die from colon cancer, which is 90% preventable, right? Like that's that's unfortunate, really. Like, that's scary, right? And that's that's a problem that we got to take care of ASAP. Like, that's what we have to do ASAP, right? Like, we got to figure out what are we doing to try to stop, uh, you know, colon cancer, right? Um, so, again, we, unfortunately, we still got some more facts. Now, for African-American community, right, when you are screened for colon cancer, you're less likely to actually receive proper treatment for it, right? So, again, so even if you're one of the few, right, who do... Uh, get screened when you're supposed to get screened. If you need some type of treatment, whether it be some type of surgical intervention, you're less likely to get it. Again, yeah, problem, 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 problem. Uh, we are uh, more likely to be diagnosed at a later stage. So again, and this and this makes sense, right? Like if if I'm already in the group who's not being screened, right? If I'm already in the group who's more likely to be diagnosed, right? If I'm already in a group who's most likely to die from colon cancer. Reason being is that by the time they're actually catching it, right, and we'll, we'll talk about some of the symptoms, right, by the time they're actually catching it, it's too late for us, right, and uh, 
things that they've shown, again, the genetic factor, right? Again, I talked about family history, right? Family history is huge. And when it comes to majority cancer, especially in our community, when it comes to colon cancer. And at the time, right, at the time, because uh, I wrote an article on this, right, I'll post this uh, in the show notes. At the time, the the average, the age that, you know, the, the cancer society wanted you to be screened for colon cancer was age 50. You know, I used to tell my patients here, African-American, at 45, you should be looking to get that colonoscopy, right? At 45, you should be saying, you know what? I already know that I'm more likely to die from colon cancer. I already know I'm more likely to be diagnosed with colon cancer. I already know I'm less likely to be screened for colon cancer. So you know what? I need this head start, right? I need to start five years uh, before the other population, right? Because I got to do something to try to catch up and, you know, decrease these numbers. So now fast forward till today, right? So fast forward to today. Three weeks ago, the American Cancer Society, which is one of our, one of our governing boards when it comes to guidelines and treatment courses, states that, you know what, we know we thought 50 was a good number, but we're still getting a lot of people, again, 50,000, think about it, again, 50,000 people are dying uh, next year, are dying this year, right, are going to die this year from colon cancer. We want you guys to start a little bit earlier. So for those who... You know, if you were, you know, under, you know, a rock and a month ago you read the guidelines, you would have known that at age 50 is when you start screening for colon cancer. But now age 45 is when they want to start screening for colon cancer, right? And it's important, right? Like, why is it important? Like, why are they trying to get people to start getting screened earlier? Remember, I just said screen, right? I didn't say treat, but I said screened. It's because they understand that if you get screened earlier, uh, again, this disease that's 90% preventable, right? There's a chance, there's a chance that we can prevent it from even colon, becoming colon cancer. So that's why it's important uh, with these new guidelines, right? And again, like I said, it's so fresh, right, that the American Gastroenterology Society hasn't even had the chance to go over it and you know speak their piece even though most likely they'll agree with these recommendations at uh you know screening at an earlier age and i'll i'll, I'll talk about a little side caveat and why I'm, <laughs> it's not a shock that they'll agree in that regards right so we want to start screening people the general population at age 45 right so remember i talked about if you're african-american you know what five years prior you should be thinking about getting the colonoscopy right and that's when it was age 50. So if this guideline, and I can tell you right now, if this guideline is official and is going to move to age 45, guess what age you think I'm going to start telling my African-American patients uh, to start thinking about getting a colonoscopy? At age 40. Honestly, that's about age 40. I'm going to start saying, hey, you know what? It's about that time to get this colon checked. It's about that time to make sure you don't got cancer. It's about that time to prevent a disease that is killing 50,000, over 50,000 people every year. So if you're a conspiracy theorist like myself, right, and you want to ask yourself, like, well, you know, Dr. Barry, right, like, why is it all of a sudden they want to change these guidelines, right? Like, before I was looking forward to my 50th birthday, getting a colonoscopy, now you're telling me on my 45th birthday, which is like next week, I got to start talking to my doctor about getting a colonoscopy. And I think the proof is kind of right in our face, right? It was actually something we talked about a year or so ago on the, on the blog where I talked about how the younger population is 
one of the fastest growing groups of colon cancer, right? So more young people are being diagnosed with colon cancer at much later stages, right? And the reason why that's important to uh, know is because, again, just like in our African-American community, right, if they are being diagnosed at a much later stage, there's less treatment options for them, right? So now they're dying at a much higher rate because by the time we actually catch it, and say, you know what, let me let me check this colon, let me make sure everything's going okay, and then boom, you got colon cancer, it's already spread to the point where you don't really have that many options. Yeah, because our primary option, if we catch the colon cancer early, before we're even talking about calling it colon cancer, it's a it's just a polyp. And then you just get that polyp removed, and then you're good to go. But if you're letting that polyp grow and grow and grow, and then next thing you know, uh, we're talking about, hey, now you have colon cancer. That's where the problem arises, right? That's why uh, when they talk about 90% of these things being preventable, because they all start out as little polyps that during your routine screening, you can have removed and not have to think about it. But if you're not getting the routine screening, you're not getting them removed, you're giving them the chance to grow, and then colon cancer is uh, amongst us. So I think from there, right? So we talk about, so I think from that aspect, right, it's, it's important to kind of understand the background of why they're doing some of the things they're doing in regards to changing, you know, just the, the screening aspect of it. And again, I, again, I didn't say at 45, you'll get colonoscopies, right? You may, but they're saying that at 45, we need to start paying a little bit more attention what they're saying is that at 45, we got to start paying a little bit more attention to our patients. And at 45, we got to start, you know, really start instituting some techniques to try to prevent, to try to prevent you from getting colon cancer. Right. So I think that that's important. Right. And we have different techniques. Right. Like again, it's not like I said, it's not just a person who, who gets screening all of a sudden needs a colonoscopy. You know. We have a lot of stool-based studies where, again, you can, you know, they, your your doctor gives you a prescription, and you know, you take, you go to one of these lab centers, and you know, you, they'll give you an envelope. They'll say, hey, when next time you have a bowel movement, smear some of this uh, stool on the the envelope, mail it back to us, and then we'll let you know your results. And a lot of times, that could be that has a very high sensitivity for any bleeding of any sort, because. We know one of the first signs for cancer, especially colon cancer, is that you have blood in the stool. But for a lot of people, that blood may not be like you actually see like this bloody residue in your stool. If you do, go see a doctor right now. But it may be something that's so finite that you need a stool test that's actually checking the stool for blood within it just to make sure like that's no problems. So, you know, there's a few stool tests, there's a FIT test, there's an FOBT test, you know, there's Cologuard, there's a lot of different types of testing that you can do that's non-invasive, right? And when we say non-invasive, that means not going inside of you, right? Because I know a lot of my patients, right, one of their biggest fears with the colonoscopy, right, is that they didn't want this tube up their butt, right? Like, that's how they always describe it. Oh, I don't want this tube up my butt. And I used to say, well, do you want colon cancer? Because... Either you want the tube at your butt, 
right? And make sure you don't get colon cancer or you can keep your pride and then you get colon cancer later, right? Like whichever one you choose, right? Because again, I was a big proponent of, you know, really hitting home, you know, the risk of not doing something that's recommended, right? And the colonoscopy was something that's so big. Again, I used to have all my patients, they knew by the time you hit 50, there's no point to, you know, try to wiggle your way out of it because even if you try to skip that appointment, I'm going to give you a phone call and say, hey, you know what? You're turning 50. We need you to get that colonoscopy done. Because I didn't play Because, again, the numbers the numbers were uh, enough to sway me to make sure I was paying attention for my patients' uh, safety. Again, it's 90%. 90% is, can be prevented and, you know, not even happen if your, your doctor talks to, you, talks to you and lets you know, like, hey, you know what? This is a cancer you do not want to play with, right? So you need to go get that colonoscopy checked ASAP. So that, that, that's it, right? That's from, from invasive. Again, we talked about colonoscopies. They're even coming out certain hospitals and certain imaging centers where they have an imaging, which is like a CAT scan, that is like a virtual colonoscopy. Right. So, you know, you drink the dye and then you get your belly scan and it does like its own, you know, colonoscopy without being invasive. But the problem is, right, is that let's say it finds something because the tr- the, the prep course. Right. That's another thing that kind of knocks people away. And again, for those who you may be listening, right, you may have no clue what's going on because, you know, you're young. Right. So you've never had to even think about colon cancer. But talk to your parents, talk to your, your aunts, uncles, your grandmas, and ask them, like, hey, have you had a colonoscopy? And then ask them about the prep, right? Because if it's a couple things that hold people off from wanting to do a colonoscopy. Number one is they don't want to tube up the butt, right? And number two is they don't want to do the prep that it means to try to make sure yourself is clean. And the prep is this almost like a laxative solution that essentially cleans out your system. So your system is very clean because, again, you you don't want the person doing the colonoscopy to miss anything, right? So you want to make sure it's, it's as clean as possible. And it, that that prep work is enough to do that. And, again, I can say my patients hate the prep work. But I tell them, do it right the first time so you don't have to do it again. So they, they get that done, they get the colonoscopy done, or they get the CT scan done. But if they do the CT scan route and they find something, then they have to do the prep another time just to do the colonoscopy, right? So a lot of times it's just easier. Just, you know, get that colonoscopy out the way from that standpoint, right? Because they don't want to deal with the prep stuff uh, two times in a row. So who should we... Who should be getting a colonoscopy tomorrow, right? Who should be getting a colonoscopy tomorrow? Again, we talked about one of the big ones, strong family history, right? If you have a family history of gastric cancer, family history of colon cancer, especially at a very young age, you need to be thinking about getting this colonoscopy sooner rather than later, right? Um, If you have a history of inflammatory bowel disease, that's ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease, and I'm not sure if we actually talked about those diseases on the Lunch Learn. If not, um, let, let's 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 make a mental note to talk about those at a, a future one. Any history of radiation, any history of cancer, anything that may put you at an increased risk for developing cancer is something uh, that you need to think about when it says like, hey, you know what? Now that these screening says forty five, should I get checked sooner? And I'll put you know I put my own right again. If you're African American, we already know the the chips are stacked against you. You should be thinking about getting your colonoscopy much sooner than 45 again before when the guidelines was 50 
I would have said, you know what, 45 is fine. But if the guidelines are saying 45, at the age of 40, you need to start thinking about, you know what, let me let me get on here. Let me get this colonoscopy done because I don't want to have to have colon cancer, right? Because that's something I want to avoid immensely. So, again, these are very fresh. These are very new guidelines to the point where the American Gastroenterology Society hasn't even decided um, if they're going to, you know, agree with those recommendations. I can tell you most likely they will. Right. But it hasn't been, you know, officially decided at this time that that's where they're going to go with. And it's, it's important. Right. Because the reason why I think they're going to agree is, you know, the, the gastroenterologists, you know, are the ones who mainly do the colonoscopies in the country. So if you're telling them that, hey, you know, instead of you having to wait till 50 to get this colonoscopy, you can start at 45. Who do you think is going to be happy? Right. Of course, it's going to be the gastroenterologists. Right. They get to do more colonoscopies. Uh, so you know that's that's a, that's a that's an incentive, right? To make sure your patients are doing what they're supposed to, right? That's an incentive uh, to make sure they're getting colonoscopy screenings and hepatitis screenings and blood pressure screenings, all these screens that they should be getting. You know, it's important, especially as you as the subspecialist, the gastroenterologist, uh, to make sure they're getting a colon cancer screening because nine times out of ten, I'm the one who's going to be doing the colonoscopy, right? So I want to make sure they're getting their stuff uh, taken care of. So, again, we just want a quick little summary uh, to kind of, you know, wrap folks up for, you know, those who may be coming in towards the end of the Lunch and Learn. New guidelines, new colon cancer guidelines says, you know what, if you're a general population, that means you have very little risk factors, you can start at the age of 45. And if you're like a lot of the patients I take care of and you have a lot of risk factors, whether you smoke, whether you drink, whether, you know, you have this family history, you know what? It may be time to get this colonoscopy much sooner than uh, than later, right? So those are the ones who, yes, now that the new guideline is 45, instead of Dr. Barry saying, hey, you know what? Let me go get this done at 40. I mean, I mean instead of the guideline saying 50, now, now let me get it at 45. Now you need to push that timetable even sooner, right? And again, you, you gotta, we got to make sure we get pride out the way, right? Like, again, the, the excuse of not wanting something up your butt is... Not an excuse, right? It's, it's definitely not one I accept. I'm like, nope. I said, you you can do that, but you're not going to be a patient of mine, right? Like, if you want to actively refuse, you know, screening tools that will help you, right? I don't want to be in a hospital when now we're diagnosing you with colon cancer, right? Because you continue to smoke, you continue to drink, and you continue to not follow any of our directions, right? So I think that's the most important caveat that I want to kind of leave with you guys today. I want to give a quick little update on colon cancer screening. If you caught uh, my live stream, you know, the week prior, I did a live stream where I kind of talked about this. But I wanted to make sure, you know, I got the information to my lunch and learn community. Because I know there's some people who, you know, read my blogs and they don't really listen to uh, the podcast or watch the videos. I know some people who just watch the videos and they don't listen to the podcast. And I know some people who just listen to the podcast, right? So we want to make sure we touch home with everybody uh, with these new guidelines on colon cancer. And I'm going to see you guys next week for another amazing episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry. Please head over to lunchlearnpod.com where you'll get the most recent episodes as well as today's show notes for your listening and viewing pleasure. And like always, depending on where you're listening this to, 
please subscribe to the podcast so you can get all the latest episodes sent directly to you. And we are at all of your favorite podcast listening stations, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. Again, thank you for taking the time to listen and empower yourself to take control of your health. And we'll see you next week.